Hey guys, I'm doing a, I'm doing a cold open because I had some final thoughts like an hour after I finished recording, and I said to myself, well, if I put it at the beginning as the cold open, it's gonna make no sense. And yeah, my audience is smart enough to figure things out once they listen to the show, but starting the show off with essentially final thoughts is definitely backwards. So once I say we're off the air, wait two or three seconds, and the last part will come up. And it will be like my final thoughts. So thanks guys for listening. Enjoy the show. Talk to you later. Welcome to the show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I am the Slow Chemical and this is your Monday show. And we've had busy, busy, busy week. We've had a Monday show. We had a Wednesday show. We had a Thursday show. We had a Friday show. We had a Sunday show. We had so much going on this past week. And now we are at the beginning of February The first Monday of February, and boy, oh boy, this year is literally, it feels like December 31st hit, and people were like, all right, let's, we're going to put the brakes on, and then January 1st hit, and then someone got in the the car and said, let's go Fast and Furious style. We're going all out, because the news has been packed, drama-packed. I just did a show, I think I spoke about this last week as well. I just did a show talking about the Suicide Squad game, which if anyone follows games, we all knew that was going to be a shit show, but it has been nonstop since uh, the pre-orders hit, and I did a show that will drop at the end of this month based on it, Um, and the only reason, and someone asked me the other day, they said, uh, when they heard me talking about my schedule, they said, why at the end of the month, I said, because the other Wednesday slots were already filled, and I try not to do the four shows a week thing, because so many people do get behind and they miss shows and i want you guys to always enjoy and listen to everything i got going on that's why a lot of times i try not to have my shows go over an hour because i know that you guys do listen to multiple podcasts and i'm so grateful that i'm one of them uh, but i do feel like sometimes if you give it to people give it to people in bite size um format they're more likely to listen to your stuff first and keep up with it you know instead of a two three hour long podcast where it's like, man, I want to listen to everything, but damn, I have to wait for the right time to do it or whatever. It's, but let me let me be clear here. Sometimes you have to go that long. Sometimes the topics just. Um, so before we get to the top news of the week, which is all connected and and connected in some ugly ways, connected in some good ways, it's, but it's all connected. I do want to give <clears throat> a hearty rest in peace. To Mr. Carl Weathers, aka Apollo Creed from Rocky. I had the a chance to meet him one time. I actually don't even remember where I met him at. I have his auger and it's very, very ironic because in my li- um, living room, in my uh, bedroom, right behind me, and one day when I do a live stream or something with somebody, I'll um, end up uh, making sure it's in the shot. Got his autograph. It is the, one of the best shots from uh, um, Rocky 1, where his trainer's talking to him, and it's pretty cool. And I actually had, when I, I do remember I got the Apollo Creed action figure. I was in Arizona. I was in Phoenix. And I was just, you know, driving around, getting to know the city, because I, I wanted to live there for the longest time. And so I said, no, let me, let me Google um, comic book stores. And so I did. And so I thought I was going to go back to this one comic book store where I found... A Will Ospreay action figure, which that was not the case. I went somewhere else. I still don't know where I went, 
and this guy had all these uh, all these um figures from Jack specific. How crazy that is! Uh, it was Rocky, Rocky beat up, Rocky. Uh, it was Drago, not Drago. What's his name? Uh, whatever the the Russians guy name was. If he dies, he dies. You had him, and then you had freaking Apollo Creed. I said, oh man, I gotta buy this. I wanted to buy uh, a couple of them, but they were pretty pricey. You know, as as you guys, you guys know, I don't really care about pricing. If I wanted, I wanted, but I definitely wanted the Apollo Creed. So that actually is in my bedroom. I have my the right side of my walls where I have my figures up, the autographs, all that cool stuff. And all my stuff isn't even up because um, I'm actually going to be moving into this year somewhere else uh, to parts unknown. But I wanted to put that up as well because my mom actually uh, sent her the, I mailed her the autograph <clears throat> picture and I, uh, she said, all right, I'm going to find a frame. And she got a frame. When she mailed it back to me, the frame was destroyed. <laughs> it was Well, well, not the frame. The glass was destroyed. It was broken. So I just went and I had a friend that um, worked at a frame shop. So he was able to get it fixed for me for like 10 bucks or whatever. But anyways, I put it up and it's there. But um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't know if Carl Weathers ever had a, a wrestling connection. But I do know whether it was in... Happy Gilmore, where he played more of a comedic role. Um, whether it was, I believe he was on a TV show, a short-lived TV show, uh, a Dick Wolf-produced TV show. I don't remember the name of it. But I do remember vividly, like, acting was always pristine. The Apollo Creed character, he he is a pro wrestler without being a pro wrestler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but, man, I know Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods, one of his first gimmicks, his first gimmick in TNA was the Apollo Creed gimmick. Um, and so he has had an influence for generations. He will continue to have an influence. The legacy of Apollo Creed lasts to this day where you have the movie called Creed. Um, but I just wanted to say that because... I know I'm a big fan. I know CM Punk has never seen Apollo, I mean, uh, Rocky, but I have. And I appreciate that uh, this, this man's legacy is, um, is is set in stone. And I was, I'm glad I got a chance to meet him. So rest in peace, rest in power, and uh, my condolences to the family. Top news of this week. And if you listen to the Sunday show, which is the match of the month, you know, and I didn't go into detail on it because I just, once it was announced, I said, you know what? Let me um, base the match of the month around this without going into too many details. But the match of the month, if you haven't listened to it, it's Shawn Michaels versus John Cena at WrestleMania 23. But it was based around that not being their original main event. The original main event was going to be Triple H and John Cena and Triple H got hurt. If you want to listen to more, check out the archives for Match of the Month, and you'll be good. But I want to talk about the CM Punk timeline. As it was announced as early as Sunday, last Sunday, he had tore his triceps again. My first thought was, oh my god, now do I feel bad for this guy, freaking Seth Rollins. That This is his chance to main event a WrestleMania. And so, Raw started off with CM Punk acknowledging... That he tore his triceps and that his WrestleMania main event dreams are gone. They then send Drew McIntyre out. Let me make let me say this. Me and JT had a conversation a couple weeks ago on air, obviously, 
well, on air, not obviously, but on air. And we were talking to people that we don't get it. Nice said AOP, we had said Karrion uh, Cross. You know what's interesting is being a wrestling fan as long as I've been a wrestling fan. The thing you hate, the thing I hate, is the thing that was pushed on me when I was younger. People like John Cena, yeah, you always had a Cena or a Hogan or Austin or whoever. But Austin felt less pushed because Austin constantly got beat down. It was never, he never stood tall all the time. Like, maybe once every other month he stood tall. Or like, he, but he, he constantly got beat down, you know. Hogan always stood tall. As, the, as, as Bruce Pritchard has said many times, Hogan must pose. Cena must pose. Um, but the one thing I hated growing up <clears throat> was the big guys. The guys who, now back then, in my opinion, they were kind of athletic, but they really weren't as entertaining as now. You have Karen Cross's, the Braun Strowman stuff. So this is kind of a not a fair comparison, but it's going to be the comparison I use. So <clears throat> we'll have to deal with it. Um, so essentially... I didn't like the whole big guy spots and, oh, one clothesline, two clothesline, three clotheslines. I hated all those, slow, how how slow it made things, right? Now, mind you, <clears throat> I'm saying this, and I'm some one of the people that actually enjoyed the WrestleMania 12 main event. I loved everything for as slow and monotonous as that match was until the final five minutes. I, to this day can tell you spots about the back body drop that Shawn Michaels took outside the ring, which turned the match into a slower match. The sweet chin music that uh, I believe it wasn't Mike Kyoto. Who was the ring announcer that did the rated R superstar? Whoever that uh, uh, guy, whoever that ring announcer was, he's the one who took the sweet chin music. I remember all those spots, and I love that WrestleMania 12 match, and that was slow. The big man matches made everything slow. So for me, that kind of transferred into... To the modern era, I don't get Braun Strowman. I don't get Karrion Cross. I really don't. I think Karrion Cross and and uh, Scarlet are the perfect package. I don't. I don't need to watch his matches. <clears throat> you know, I just they just don't do it for me, right? And so Drew McIntyre has been in that bubble. I've the most entertaining I ever found Drew McIntyre was in 3MB, and I saw some of his TNA run, and to me it just. He's an athletic guy, but I just didn't get it. In this past week, I have enjoyed seeing... This is the first time I feel like I've seen Drew McIntyre's personality. <clears throat> With all the mocking of CM Punk. This Drew McIntyre is my is my guy. And you know what's funny is... You know what it reminds me of? I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. And I said this to his face. When I met Bret Hart. I never liked Bret Hart. Bret Hart just didn't do it for me. It was way too serious. And things are supposed to be fun. And then he turns heel. And even before he officially turned heel, I'm, I'm doing air quotes so you can't see me doing air quotes. Legitimately, I want to say the minute he loses that Iron Man match and someone throws the Canadian flag at him, he throws it into the other side of the audience. I was like, ooh, that's different. Different from him. Then he comes back. He's whiny, annoying. He beats Austin. I'm liking this guy. I don't know why I'm liking him, but I'm liking him. Seeing Bret Hart with that little bitty edge, showing that personality, did more for me to, to make. It's the only time I've ever liked Bret Hart as a fan. I remember when I went to what was that? It was at WrestleCon a few years ago, and when I seen that Bret Hart was gonna be there, I literally had my sister because I was living in Colorado at the time. I had my sister say, "Hey, I'm gonna send you 50 bucks. Mail me this action figure, right? Because all my figures were in Atlanta at the time." And so she did. And that's the one thing I got autographed. I got a picture with him and everything. It was pretty cool. 
But like that's what I mean because of of that edge. This Drew McIntyre has turned me to being a fan. When he came out and looked at CM Punk and said, "I'm not a religious man, but this I prayed for and it happened." My first thought was, "Oh, oh, oh, <laughs> I like this." And then having him beat him down was perfect because now CM Punk's first challenger is gonna be Drew McIntyre. He comes back in six, seven months. Now. You have a built-in feud that can last him, I would have to imagine, and we're a full year away from this, I would have to imagine that CM Punk's going to be the number one favorite going into the Rumble next year, right? And so now you have this feud, with, and it's going to be a blood feud. You know, Drew makes this personal. Then Drew's been on social media doing the CM Punk WrestleMania event 24-24 with the deuces. Um, you also had Drew McIntyre saying, I'm doing arm workout, the most important workout of the day. He's looking at the camera. Winking. It's the most personality I've ever seen from Drew McIntyre. Now, once again, I followed some of his TNA run. I didn't follow all of it. So anyone, please tell me in the comments or in the, in the questions area, please let me know if there's more gems like this that I just missed out. Because I was in and out of TNA at the time. Um, this is the Drew McIntyre I can get across. And for a minute, I said, this is your WrestleMania main event. You could put Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. And even if you don't want to pull a trigger on Drew McIntyre winning the World Heavyweight Championship, this guy should get the main event. Because if you think about it, technically, he did not get the main event in, in, in 2020 or during COVID mania. Because the final, the actual main event, no, technically he did get the main event. But uh, it was with Big Show and not Brock Lesnar. Because technically the main event, which was crazy that they did that. But anyways, I'm saying all to say this. I'm thinking all these things. I'm in my head thinking all this thing. Never in my wildest dreams did I think we would see what we saw on Friday. And no, I'm not one of these people that, alright, that's angry about it. Look here. There's so many things we're going to unpack. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. But I want to touch on the CM Punk timeline that I talked about a few minutes ago. Think about, listen to this timeline. CM Punk comes back to wrestling in June of 2023 to his own TV show, Collision. It's his own show. He calls the shots. He has the producers. He's helping produce other talent, etc., etc., etc. He ends up feuding with Ricky Starks. He wrestles in the Owen tournament where he defeats Samoa Joe. He defeats, I can't remember the first person he defeated, but it was that Forbidden Door because um, uh, Kenta did not want to lose to him. He wanted a more more of a uh, one-on-one feud going with him because Kenta is just obsessed with him, this GTS thing, blah, blah, blah. We won't go there. So he ends up out of this. Out of this he loses in the finals of Ricky Starks. And, in all, and out of all of this, now you have a feud between him and Ricky Starks. Meanwhile, he's feuding with Samoa Joe as well. Meanwhile, he's calling out MJF. That's because he is the real world's heavyweight champion. Then we get to London, the O2 Arena. Whatever happens, happens. And he goes out defending the world's heavyweight champion, the real world's heavyweight championship. And he defeats Samoa Joe. Then he's fired from AEW. Then he makes his triumphant return to WWE at Survivor Series in Chicago. And now he's back. So now you have these two months where he's just talking. And he always, he's only wrestled a few matches on, on house shows. And all of a sudden, now we know his first match is going to be the Rumble. No, no, no worries about it. So now him and Cody go face-to-face in the match. They say he, he tore his triceps on the Future Shock DDT from Drew McIntyre. Well, he ends up wrestling another at least 10 minutes with torn triceps. 
So Cody eliminates him, which was the correct, which was the call. I know some there's some conspiracy theories. I think that Punk made a a, a, a a split decision moment saying I hurt. No, that was by far the call that the real call. A lot of people have already confirmed that no, Rhodes was always winning. So they so WWE lucked out there. Well, now Punk is out of Mania. Meanwhile, with this whole Vince McMahon lawsuit, because now Vince McMahon is under federal investigation, and now Janelle Grant, the woman who started all this, well, Vince started all this, but the woman who just uh, reignited this, all this again, she and her lawyer now have said, oh, there's other people that want to come, and they're, now they're expecting more lawsuits, and this is about to be something that TKO, Endeavor, and WWE, they're going to have to deal with. Now, and here's my thing, and we're going to be like I said, all this is connected, by the way. Here's my thing. A lot of these people, these women, these victims, if there are, if all of them are women, maybe, of, let's just say victims, because who knows what we're going to hear about. A lot of these victims will take payouts. But what happens, hypothetically, what happens if, when, maybe, if one of these victims, I have money in the bank, I want this mother bleeper to go to jail. Just hypothetically. We've already seen this with Jimmy Snuka, how something from his past caught up to him and the only reason the man didn't go to jail, because he was definitely going to be found guilty, is because he was he was already um, too sick to be, he wasn't fit for trial. And then he passed away during all this. Vince is in much better health than that, but I'm just throwing this out there, hypothetically, what if? Elias people will take, Elias victims will take money. This all started because Janelle Grant was promised three million dollars vince sent her one million and thought she was too weak and too pathetic to give her the rest of the money if he pays her this three million dollars in in whole guess what we don't ever hear about this woman we don't even know she worked for the fucking company think about how crazy that is if you think about a lot of these lawsuits i i i equated to diddy last week or two weeks ago whenever it was diddy when cassie went at him and said hey just give, just, just give me this payout, and and, and we're good. Ah, I'm not giving you any payout. What are you going to do? Sue me? Okay, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to sue you. Then all of a sudden, he, he now it's out there. So then he makes a payment. Now everyone comes out the woodwork. This is what you do when you have an ultimate ego, and you think people don't have options. In this country, in the USA, for those of you who oh, I know I have a lot of international fans that listen to this show but in this country i don't know about your country but in this country the one thing you can do is sue anybody there's literally ambulance chasers all day these victims are not ambulance chasers these are people who are legitimately like oh no i was done wrong and now people are speaking up one person speaking up that's a real piece of freaking work john lornai's lawyer speaks now and says that he was also a victim let me say this and i say this with all disrespect fucking clown this guy is amazing clown. And you know what? Someone else brought this to my attention this week. Is that the real reason Kevin Dunn retired? Is is he in any of this shit? He is... There's been plenty of stories where Kevin Dunn, when people would try to push people, and they would say, no, she's not pretty enough. Or she won't do this. Or that. Or the third. I don't, I don't know what Max in the question. I don't know. And Lord Jesus, after reading a lot of this shit, I don't want to know anymore. But all this is connected. On Raw... Here's how all this is connected. 
the ugly, the good, the bad, whatever. I haven't seen much good out of this yet, but well, we're we're still we're still we're still hit February fifth, so let's let's not go too crazy. Seth Rollins asked Cody Rhodes to come to the ring. Seth Rollins has been your world heavyweight champion, your one and only world heavyweight champion. Up until this point, he's made title defenses, numerous ones against everybody. Shinsuke Nakamura, Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Jey Uso, the list goes on. He's begging Cody, choose me. You don't want the Hollywood title. Meanwhile, they just renamed the Hollywood title to the WWE Championship. It's no longer the WWE Universal Championship. They just renamed it to be the WWE. So I'm thinking, no, this is also, this is the reason why they're going back to the WWE Championship is because... They want people to, they want Cody to finish the story, right? Or they're going to allow Cody to finish. So Seth is making this passionate statement. He's begging. Because think about, once again, this is his one and only chance to really main event WrestleMania. So Cody says, hey, I'll think about it. But I got to be on SmackDown this week. Cool, no worries. Now, Friday hits. I see early in the day on Friday that rocks in Birmingham, Alabama, where they're going to have SmackDown. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like, he just got on the board of directors. He now owns the name to The Rock. He got $30 million of shares in the company. He's a, it, it makes sense. He's he's going to be a brand ambassador for WrestleMania, whatever he's got going on, right? So, Roman Reigns comes out, and he, if, if, if he was a rapper, he would be spitting bars. He would be one of those, he would be in the cypher, and you'd be like, ooh, he went out and he called Seth Rollins' little brother, called Cody an idiot. He, I don't think he was telling any lies in this promo he cut. And boy, oh boy, him and Paul Heyman put together a masterpiece of a promo. Because I believe, I'm pretty sure that was, <laughs> it was just those two put that shit together. So Cody comes out and Cody says, hey, I want you know, a little more privacy, you know. You know, I thought this would be a private conversation. And so... I'm thinking right now they're, they're you know, they're, this is the main event, night two, they're picking it. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, Rock's in Alabama. Why hasn't he come out yet? And I said that, I literally said it in my mind, I was like, oh, fuck. This is, this is not going to be good. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It turned into something uh, perplexing, something uh, confusing, something um, I don't know how... I didn't, when I, when I saw it, I legitimately waited 20 minutes. Because the one thing I will say about Fox is, if you actually don't watch SmackDown Live on the Fox app, or the Fox, or if you're on cable, um, Fox does a wonderful job of dropping clips on YouTube. So they'll drop a six-minute clip, then they'll drop the entire clip. So you can actually watch SmackDown on YouTube, on YouTube without the commercial breaks, and you can watch the entire show. They actually do a really good job of that. And I noticed that when, for some reason, Fox, they changed their app. I used to watch um, Football Night. And my I don't have cable. My aunt has cable. So I use her cable uh, passwords to watch on the apps. Like I watch Dynamite and Collision and stuff. And so Fox changed their app. And I've not had time to really like look it over. But it's like now branched into different apps. So you have the Fox Sports app. You have Fox Espanol. You have Fox Espanol, whatever, right? And so I was, I saw and said, man, I don't have the patience. <laughs> so anyways, I've been watching uh, Fox on YouTube, just watching the entire show that way. And, and it's on the Fox YouTube account, so it's, no, not doing anything wrong. But like, they, I, but this show I ended up watching live only because 
I was actually watching at a friend's house. Or, and so I don't know what this was about, but we're going to get into it right here. So Cody says the one thing he disagrees about is that's not the Hollywood title. That's the title my, 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 my father had snatched away from. That's the title Bruno San Martino held. That is the title I want, but it won't be at WrestleMania. But before he says that, the thing that people I don't think I've heard talking about is, he says, I keep moving my goalposts. How I took that, one, I knew The Rock was coming out after that, but how I took that was, like, February 24th is only three weeks away, but nothing's been announced for that yet. No, one person that was announced was CM Punk, and he's no longer going to be there, obviously. And after what they did on Raw with Nia Jax taking out Rhea Ripley, I'm assuming in her home country, we're going to see Rhea Ripley defending the Women's Championship against Nia Jax. So, but that's not even announced. Nothing is actually announced. So I'm like, okay, all right. So then The Rock comes out. And essentially, Rock shakes Cody's hand, brings him in, says something to him. And essentially, Cody gave away his WrestleMania main event to The Rock. Now, nothing has been announced. Nothing has been announced, so we just saw the first face-off between The Rock and Roman Reigns. And so, we don't know if this is a WWE Championship match. It's, it, let's not be naive and not be stupid here. The match is the main event happening, but we don't know what this is. I'm thinking that maybe Cody finishes the story at Perth. In Perth. Well, more news has come out since. And the news is laughable. Uh, the news is... Uh, believable <laughs> but the news isn't surprising first thing i thought of, i mean this there was so much outrage my dms have never been hit up like this before i felt like the porn star at fucking the avian awards i i lost count after 500 messages hit my dms and i didn't reply back to anybody all i saw was hey you doing a show tonight you know tonight? do you gotta do a show tonight? i was like no i'm not doing a show tonight i seen the anger in the backlash i seen all of it and the only person I communicated with was JT. I texted him and said, wow, did that just happen? And he said, yeah. And that's all we said to each other. And I didn't need to say anything else. I just sat back and watched. I watched like 10 YouTube videos. All week, I've been only watching YouTube videos of the Suicide Squad debacle. Well, I've had chances. And then this happened. And I was like, yo, this is, this is interesting. Here's the thing. Here's why. And here's what Meltzer and other people are reporting. The Rock had been pushing to have the match at this year's WrestleMania. And WWE supposedly said, hey, we don't need you this year at WrestleMania. Let's do it at SummerSlam. Supposedly, Rock had been pushing for this match to happen this year at Mania, which is interesting. And so they said, no, we could use it for SummerSlam now. Let's, let's, let's get a big main event out of that. Because remember, the Bash in Berlin is this year. And that's going to be the beginning of August. It's, I think it's the first time in the history of this company where they've had two pay-per-views in August. Essentially, Berlin, Bash in Berlin is in August, first weekend. Last weekend is going to be SummerSlam, which makes sense. Now you have, you're have you going to get the double whammy, right? Well, Rock had been pushing, supposedly, doing air quotes again, for this match this year. Well, once Brock Lesnar was taken out, once CM Punk was taken out, now said, well, you guys need me. And they said, well, they felt like they did need him. Well, one, Brock Lesnar was never announced for anything. It was rumored. And the reason why, if you're asking why Brock Lesnar is no longer available, because he's done. He's toxic. But he's only toxic because the, uh, the Janelle Grant lawsuit, even though it didn't name him, it said former UFC heavyweight champion. There's only one former UFC, UFC heavyweight champion in the WWE, or it was in the WWE. 
So now he's been removed from Supercard games. Supposedly, he's been removed from the WWE 2K24 game, which some people say, how's that possible? That's very possible. When the when the entire Chris Benoit situation happened, they removed every remnant of him from that game. I remember, I'll never forget, they wouldn't even allow you to have the Crippler crossface as a finishing move in that game. It took them years before they started. And the only reason they started putting that, back game, that, that move back in the games is because Triple H, Shawn Michaels start using that move again. No one ever won with it. Like they took all remnants of Benoit of that game. It was, and I want to say when, when the Benoit thing happened in June. All the details came out like late June or whatever. And usually at that time, the WWE games came out in like October, November, but they locked everything in by June, July. At that time, and so like that's why a lot of times. When you got those games, nothing was updated. Nothing was ever updated in those games because they stopped the production. They started like doing testing phases and and more promoting it and blah blah blah, right? And so they took every they went out of there waiting every run of that game. I'll never forget it. I remember pick, picking that game and saying, "Jesus Christ!" It, it was so bare bones. There was no diving headbutt for anybody, and that's crazy. It's a regular move. Like no one was using the crossface, but the, a diving headbutt. Come on, bro. Like, you know, but anyways, that's not hard to do. Even though the game comes out in a month, that's not, trust me, they could take someone out the game, putting someone in the game. That's a whole different ball game, though. But anyways, so Brock is now toxic because of this whole Vince McMahon thing. And so, once again, fucking connected. Next thing you know, Brock feels like he needs to save WrestleMania. What are you saving? The event is sold out. And then what they're going to do is once they put that ridiculous um, the, 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 the stadium up together and everything, and you see what, what how much room, more room you have, they're going to add more seats and more people are going to sell out. So there's nothing to save. There is no WWE Network. You have Peacock. So you can't say, well, because of us, we did, you don't know. Someone could just simply be on Peacock watching Everybody Loves Raymond, watching Chicago PD, Watching a, a plethora of things. And you could just say, oh, well, if you, and you could plug it any way you want to. It's the same way when The Rock and Black Adam flopped, right? And this is just, this is smart business. You can't be mad about this, people. When Black Adam flopped, because it was a flop, the, 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 it cost $200 million to make, and the, the, I think it made like $400 million. But it flopped because the, the marketing budget was $200 million. So it only broke even, so it's considered a flop. Any movie is two hundred million nowadays. They expect it to get to crack a billion dollars. They just do. Is it unrealistic? Yes, but that's the expectation for superhero movies because the superheroes movies has set the standards so freaking high. The way The Rock's people flipped it was it went number one for two weeks, which it technically did. Doesn't mean it didn't flop, but it's a way to flip it. But it's still a flop. It was the highest selling DVD of twenty twenty two. That means anything. Or 2023, excuse me. Um, anyways, what are you saving? Well, let's be let's break this all down. Now that he's a board member on TKO, he is the only board member that can do this. What a power play it is. He's the only board member that can come in and say, look here. Yeah, you gave me $30 million of shares of TKO. Look what I can do. I can still move the needle like this. You guys can't move the needle like this. Like, I can that's why you bring him in. That's why you give him the rights to the Rock name. Because he can do shit like this. So there's nothing to save. This card, this roster, 
yeah, they're being hit with injury bugs, but this roster is still pretty fucking big. And you can make a dope-ass WrestleMania card out of this without The Rock and Reigns. You can! The Rock and Cody, as crazy as it sounds, before before Cody came out on SmackDown, and Reigns is in the ring with the, the bloodline, those fans were cheering for Cody. And Brock and Reigns said, oh, we'll get to him in a second. They were cheering for Cody, not The Rock. And yeah, they might have popped when The Rock came out, but when the reality hit that Cody Rhodes just gave up his main event spot. And the way this looked was super fucking weird. Everyone's talking, everyone's all angry, right? reason why this came off as awkward is because when Rock put his hand out, and Cody put his hand out, one, you see Cody's face. You can tell he's, you can tell he's not there. He, and he is officially the new John Cena of the WWE. He'll do whatever they tell him to do. He'll do whatever they tell him to do. But anyways, you could see it looked like Cody had to give The Rock the rub. And it, it looked like that's what Triple H had booked. Was, hey, Cody, we need you to give The Rock the endorsement so the fans can accept him taking your spot at WrestleMania. I don't know why they thought that would fucking work. These people, ever since Cody came back to this company, have been invested. Cody was the John Cena of AEW, if we're being real, with the reaction he was getting. Now, was, some, was a lot of that his fault? 100%. Has nothing to do with him going dark. Has everything to do with the things... He had too much creative power. It goes to what I said about CM Punk. Some people should not be in control. Cody had too much say over his character. And so he needed his ideas to be ringing. And even he said it. He said sometimes when, when Arn would talk to him, he'd say he, he wouldn't take Arn's advice. Which he really should have. But that's neither here nor there. We're, we're not there anymore. We're here. But it looked like Cody had to give Rain, Rock the rub. The Rock. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. One of the greatest runs in wrestling history. Former 10-time world heavyweight champion, Rock. Cody's not even a one-time champion in this company. Cody in the company he built wasn't even a world heavyweight champion. And yet, he had to give him the rub. And they thought that was going to work. Well, the fans said no. Now you have all these dislike videos. People are invested in Cody. They've never turned on Cody. Say what you want to. There's never been one boo about Cody Rhodes. They've been invested in Cody. And what actually happened last year made them more invested in Cody. And it's also been rumored for a while. And Brian Alvarez said this on the sh- on the, uh on his sh- on one of the uh shows, but it's been rumored for a year now that Cody was booked to win the WWE championship last year. Vince comes in and says, "Nah, make him wait. Make the fans wait." And everyone says still everyone says speculation. Everyone like, "No, Cody's never going to tell uh, until he until he get, hits that elder statesmanship, and you start hearing him talk how, how, how Cena and, and Undertaker talk now, uh, and even then Cena, I think because people respect Cena so much and he's so nice, people don't want to bring up drama to Cena. Even though Cena would be, well, if you ask him questions, Cena does not shy away from anything he might have or might not have done, right? But um, Cody won't talk about it. But it's been it's that's been the rumor. We've never talked about it on this podcast, but. That's been the rumor for a while now that Cody was supposed to win and Vince changed the finish. That's not hard to believe. Because if you look at what they did with Cody, done with Cody and what they've done with Reigns, Reigns has not needed that World Heavyweight Championship at all. 
to do everything he's done. He just hasn't. Those are just facts. Playing out facts. And so, um, once again, all this is connected. It makes Cody look stupid. Why? Literally, it was this year he went through more to get to this main event than last year. Last year, he had just returned. And he was out at number 30, and he won the match, right? Yeah, he go through some Gunther chops, but this year he wrestled. He's been through Brock Lesnar, been through Shinsuke Nakamura. He then comes out at number 15 in order to endure another Rumble, the first man to go back-to-back in 26 years. And now he just gives up his main event at WrestleMania? So I don't know where this is going. None of us do. The, the frustration and the anger, calm down, guys. Calm down. I don't know what's gonna happen, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been steadfast. Anyone who's listened to this podcast know I've been steadfast in my fandom of Cody, in my belief he will finish his story. That I I literally uh, a crisis of conscience when this Friday morning I'm looking at plane tickets for Philadelphia. And I'm gonna start buying my shit for WrestleMania weekend. Because Sting's going to be there. The Acclaim's going to be there at WrestleCon. But, man, I could go to a couple of days of WrestleCon or maybe one day of WrestleCon. That shit out the way. Get a couple autographs, a couple pictures, blah, blah, blah. Just boom, blah. Then I'm going to go with this show, that show. And then this happens, and I don't know if I'm going. And I'm going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to buy my plane ticket tomorrow. But, but I, I, it took me the weekend to truly think about what I want to do. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't know if Cody ever finishes his story. I don't know. I truly don't know. Maybe he's that guy. Remember, Triple H is an old school guy. A lot of those old school guys, as dumb as I think this logic is, they they still believe it. Oh, you, uh, th- that person didn't need a title. He was his own title. Yeah, could blow me a fucking river. You know? So, I don't know. I truly don't know how it works. I, I'm assuming when the, the verbiage, but from the using the verbiage, that Cody used, and going off of that verbiage, he said, keep moving my goal post up. I'm assuming they are planning on having Roman Reigns drop that title to in Perth. But here's the last rumor we'll get to before we get to everything else. Here's the issue also, that Rock, supposedly, all this is supposedly, not only was pushing for this match with Rock, with Roman at WrestleMania, now that he has it, he's been pushing to win. And do another, essentially, um, two-year thing to where then Rock Reigns can get his his win back. I don't see them pinning Roman Reigns twice in two months. Does Rock need the WWE Championship? No, he didn't need it when he beat Punk for it. I'll say this, though. Boy, oh boy, that Punk promo that he just cut three weeks ago? Boy, oh boy, that very well. In a time frame where things don't age well at all, that aged very well. So, I don't know where we go from here. But, this is WrestleMania season, and look here, man. I'm going to stay positive, but I don't know if Cody finishes his story this year. I don't. And maybe they want, maybe they want to keep that belt on race for another year. I just don't see them pinning this man twice in two months. So... Uh, anyways, let's move on, guys. Uh, we spent a lot of time on this. Um, and some news and notes. Uh, Jacob Fatu is now reportedly a free agent. Um, he is probably the best wrestling Samoan going at right now, wrestling-wise. 
Uh, he's great. Uh, I, I don't know where he's going to go, but TNA will be foolish to not try to get this guy. Brian Keith is officially all elite. Happy for that guy. On SmackDown, B-Fab is now part of the Pride. Tiffany Stratton is SmackDown, and Naomi is SmackDown. Bailey is officially kicked out of the group that she helped create, Damage Control. And she's said, she's calling her shot. Her versus EO Sky. Bailey is the face. Bailey's been a heel for four years. And so it's really one of those things where it's time. The fans were ready for it. The fans have been ready for it. And she's evolved so much that it's just time. Andrade has signed with the Raw brand. DIY, they lose their tag team title match. Judgment Day then puts an end to the troops run in the group, if you can ever consider him being in the group. You know what I find interesting about this? Because Miz came out to help Truth, and they laid both of them out. This could be the WrestleMania match. They won't main event. They could actually draw this out to WrestleMania and give Truth the WrestleMania. This guy has, his merch has been number one for the last, what, month or two? You could put the Awesome Truth back together. Because if you guys remember, I don't know if you guys even were watching around this time. But when Awesome Truth first got together, it was when R-Truth was in the, in the midst of his heel run. And he turned a he turned his silly gimmick into a main event spot against John Cena. He lost that match because he was never going to win the WWE Championship. But he went from just being, I wouldn't even say he was a mid-card. He was bottom tier. And legitimately turned to a mid-card spot. And then he was getting more and more time on television. He was always one of Vince McMahon and Creative's favorite people. He can do it all. He can wrestle. He can be a face. He can do the comedy stuff. He can also be a heel. I've been a huge Ron Killings fan for many... I want to say since he came out as K-Quick. And then I followed his career to TNA, where he was, the, uh, the I think, the first... and might still, to this day, be the only African-American... NWA World Heavyweight Champion, I, I believe that's correct to this point, um, where he, he beat Ken Shamrock for the title. He was tag team champions with Adam Pacman Jones, a former football player. Um, he's done. I'm a huge fan of his. Like, he's one of three people I have on um, my bucket list, I guess, of people who I want to meet. Samoa Joe is one of them. Our Truth is the other one, believe it or not. And Sting is the other one. And Samoa Joe is actually going to be coming to a few cons. So I'm like, oh, maybe I can slide into one of those cons real quick if I'm not working them, you know. But anyways, this could be our truth moment at WrestleMania. Our truth has never had a WrestleMania moment, air again. But him and True, him and uh, uh, Awesome Truth, him and Miz, they can challenge for those tag team championships, and they could beat those the the the, the judgment day for those tag team titles at Mania. You can get this to Mania night one, night or night two. It'll be a feel good moment. People love our truth. And just give him one run, you know? He is already a former tag team champion. Him and Kofi Kingston, who's been partners with everybody, um, it, it has, has done one tag team titles. So I, I I like this move, you know? Uh, and like I said, the plastic, they're going to, even if you don't like the Miz, our truth is so lovable that that could rub off, rub off on the Miz. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't mind I don't mind Miz, so I don't really have anything to say. And finally, Dynamite. RVD returns, faces, with Swerve, faces Swerve Strickland, loses to Swerve, but then it's announced that February 7th, Swerve Strickland, Hangman Adam Page, Part 3, the winner gets the World's Heavyweight Champion at Revolution. 
this this Wednesday is going to be fantastic. You're Sting and Darby Allen challenging for the tag team titles, which I would have to imagine they're going to win. But if they don't, what, what moment that will be, right? And it could be because they could lose that match based on what the Bucks do, which will lead to the Bucks challenging them at Revolution. You know, that, that, that could happen. You have Swerve versus Hangman, which is going to let... And people are going to be mad. But the one thing you can... Say what you want to about AEW. AEW very rarely... Very, very, very rarely gives us screw finishes. I would have to imagine the way they built this up that we're going to see a triple threat match for the AEW World's Heavyweight Championship match at Revolution with Samoa Joe. I just don't think they're going to do a one-on-one match. I don't. If they do it, I'm all for it either way. I think we're getting a triple threat match. I think we're getting a screw finish. The only thing I hope with the screw finish is that we don't get Samoa Joe interfering and 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 beating up both members. I'm hoping it's like a double counter or something, which then leads to Tony Khan making a triple threat match. Meanwhile, by the way, Tony Khan has a big announcement, whatever that may be, this Wednesday. So that's something that's there. Um, Hangman did win his match this week as well. CMLL have officially invaded AEW as they have now. Uh, booked to beef with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. They beat up John Moxley. They wrestled them again. They wrestled uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, excuse me, on Collision. It's gonna be a trios match or six man tag um, this upcoming Wednesday. I like it. I I, I don't know much about C. I don't follow CMLL, but I like that we're getting this uh, this uh, interaction, and it's official. Tony Storm, timeless Tony Storm will defend the AEW Women's World Championship at Revolution against Diona Perrazzo. I'm excited about this match. I think these are two of the best in the in the world. Diona Perrazzo is one of the best wrestlers in the world, period, men or women. And also, something that I just thought about now, it's not even in my notes, we should be seeing Jamie Hayter soon. I'm assuming Hayter's going to come back with Britt Baker. Um, but also, it's been high, highly rumored. That Mercedes Monet has been recording vignettes and stuff for AEW. That she is signed, locked, and deal. So let's say if she, let's say she did sign with AEW and Okada did go to WWE because supposedly Okada's merchandise has been pulled from Wrestling Tees, Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm assuming he did that because that might be WWE bound. But those are two big signees. Um, I'm glad WWE didn't get both. F these rumors are true. Um... But Mercedes is the big one, though, to me. Like, Okada's big, too. But Mercedes, like, that, this woman's division, you know, strong. She makes it stronger, and she's a needle mover. It's proven that she's a needle mover. And you can get so many matches out of her, and she can still do the New Japan thing, et cetera, et cetera. So that is going to be fat. That is going to be interesting. But I think, I believe that's the only match booked. Outside of Sting's retirement match, the only match officially booked for Revolution is the women's title match. So. I'm excited about all of this. Um, as I said, man, the, f- the foot has been to the gas this entire month. Now we're in a new month, and it's just, it's just not letting up. So um, I am the slow chemical. This is I see things a little differently. I actually, before we go, I'm actually going to do, a spe- I, I, I try, as I said, I try not to do too many uh, special shows, but when, I, but when I have something exciting, I want to do it. So last year for my birthday, um, a really good friend of mine. Uh, she asked me what I want, and I told her what I wanted. She had got me the Willa Yuta Ringside Col- uh, exclusive, uh, Ringside Collectibles exclusive 
figure where he's covered in blood with the ROH Pure Championship. And also she had got me the acclaimed and Billy Guns uh, figures as well. The the three pack that they have at Ringside Collectibles. As soon as I saw that, I said, I, I need to have that. I just think it's going to be super cool. And so they announced that it was out. And I had seen them promoting it. And I was like, oh man, that's going to be really cool, right? And I come home on... And I see the I see a box on the outside. I'm like, that can't be it because it's pretty small. And sure enough, it is it. And so I'm gonna actually I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take them out because I want the, I want to get them autographed actually because it's too cool to not get them autographed. Um, but um, I'm actually gonna do like uh, we've done this before. Once I I get it to audio medium, but you guys like it because I guess you guys say I'm descriptive about it. So we're gonna do and I'm gonna do it this Friday. Um, uh, we're gonna do like an air quotes unboxing or essentially me just giving details of the box and everything like that because um, I have it right in front of me right now but we're not gonna do it for this episode but I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna put it out on Friday and um, as I said I want to get back to more of the action figure stuff because that's just I, I just think it's cool so anyways I am the slow chemical this is I see things a little differently check me out on Wednesday check me out on Friday have a great week guys. Hey guys, this is the outro. So essentially what ends up happening is I had some final thoughts like an hour after um, I finished recording. So anyways, so you know what's actually very fascinating is one of the things I truly believed, because when you look at Endeavor and TKO, or Endeavor, excuse me, what they've done with UFC, they've been hands off. They've been letting UFC just make the money for them like how they want to. What they did here was desperation for no reason. What they did was here and say, hey, look, here's our first WrestleMania owning this company, and we want to make the most money possible. But his thing is crazy. Even before they bought the company, this WrestleMania had sold out. This WrestleMania did not need The Rock. I mean, do I think The Rock needs WrestleMania? I think he needs them more than they need him. If Dwayne's been pushing this hard for this match, he has nothing going on as far as... Uh, Movies go right now. So he probably just wants to fill the time. And I thought about this. Because it just... I, I, I said this is a brilliant business move if you're someone like the... It, it, because it is. Because you have all the power in the world. If you think about it, he has more power than Nick Khan and, Le, and Levesque and Triple H. Because, as I said in the in the show, this dude can do what no one else on the board can. This man can get in the ring. This man gets a pop. They know this man. Like, they're actually doing... If you think about it in this perspective... They're doing, they're they're doing what WB like essentially what WB was sending out Jeff Johns and oh he needs to rewrite this script or finish this and blah 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 right they thought that would get the the movies over right and it didn't because they were too hands on they didn't see the same vision whatever right The Rock is Endeavor The Rock is TKO he's a board member he's gonna show his worth and he's gonna show also. Why he should get more, you know? Because I think about think about how crazy this is. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the biggest name in professional wrestling history, without a doubt about it. He's the one that sold the most merchandise. By far, he's the one that sold the most show. There's no debating that he is. If not on, I'm talking about that as the greatest wrestler. Air quotes there. Saying as far as getting over and putting butts in seats. By far, he's number one. Hogan's number two. And that's and those are your two top two people of all time. Without those two, there is no professional wrestling. Let's just 
get that out of the way. Those two ain't wrestling no more. But even Steve Austin, his original name, his government issued name was Steve Williams. They would not even give this man the rights to his name. So he had to change his name to Steve Austin. I don't know if you got how many people know that. Like, when he first started doing his own podcast on Podcast One, it was like the Steve Austin show. Like, he changed his name, legal name, to Steve Austin so he could use Steve Austin because that was the name getting him over. They, they've never given him the rights to Stone Cold. They refuse. And this man, that's, what, that's why if you actually listen to, to it, a lot of times... He may, if he's promoting something WWE, he'll go by Stone Cold. But a lot of times he's like, hey, Steve Austin's here, you know, and blah, blah, blah. just just listen listen to his interviews a lot of times. Depending on what he's promoting, he sometimes he'll they'll say Stone Cold. A lot of times they won't. They've never even given this man the rights to his name. They gave Dwayne Johnson the right to the Rock. Think about how crazy this is. Michael Strahan, one of the greatest football players of all time. Most people don't know he's a football Hall of Famer. He has the, the, the sack record in the season, all this stuff, right? They know only know Michael Strahan from Good Morning America. And he even said that in his Hall of Fame speech. A lot of people don't even know I play football. A lot of fans right now probably don't even know who Dwayne Johnson is outside of Dwayne Johnson. They don't know he's The Rock. That's, that's how short his run was, but his, his run was impactful. But I thought about it. And I was like, yo, like, I don't think I've ever, I was looking at some stuff, I was like, man, TKO, excuse me, Endeavor has never been this hand, they, they've let Dana White run the show. This was a Endeavor move. This was a TKO move. So they, in, in, in five months, they've already impacted what we're seeing on television. That was fast. I didn't even think about that until, like, I got, got off air and I was talking to myself, the best conversation of the day. And I was just like, huh, this is actually a thing. Okay. Didn't think about this. All right. I just, I didn't see it coming because I seen the way they ran UFC. But this was a clear cash grab. And I could only, I could imagine the set. That's what I was looking for in the show. The set is going to be tremendous, right? But they're going to make sure they can pack more people in there so that way they can sell even more tickets. This was a clear. Because they could have waited till SummerSlam. And once again, look here, guys. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the future. The Rocket and, and Roman Reigns haven't even fucking spoken. They just did their first stare down. And you know what? I'm happy for Roman Reigns. To, 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 so that this could be a part of his bloodline run. It's just one of those things where, damn. You know? Now, in fairness, I'll say this. And, here, and, and, and you guys are going to ask me, Soul Chemical, why are you not angry? Why are you not feel the way we feel? I remember going to WrestleMania 28 with a bunch of people. And I remember when Cena lost to Rock. Because that was the, the, the two matches they had, that was the better one. And that one was good. And I remember being in that crowd. That was a great WrestleMania. You had Punk and Jericho for the WWE title. <coughs> Excuse me. You had the Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker, uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, the special guest referee. You had all these, these things going on that night, right? Now I remember... When Cena got pinned, I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck is this? Now, that's when I, my, my, my ex at the time, my lady at the time, she was like, this, they're gonna, she, she was one of those people, she, like, she wasn't trying to actively ruin anything for me, but she would just blurt out shit, and she knew I was such a diehard fan, that, like, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, 
she kept saying during the entire hype of that pay-per-view, they're going to wrestle again. I said, well, it's once in a lifetime. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully it's once, you know. And I was sniffing the hope. I I went to the corner in the boulevard and sniffed it up, you know. And she was right. And that began. That was a three-year. That was a three-year arc. A three-year arc. They should have ended at WrestleMania 28. But I remember at the hotel that night, everyone was like, "Yo, what do you think?" I was like, "I think the wrong person won." Why the fuck is The Rock winning? I was pissed. The way you guys feel right now was the way I felt 12 years ago when I went to WrestleMania 28 live. I went to a streak of three or four straight WrestleMania. I went to 27, 28, 29, 30. And 29 was by far the, the worst. Um, but I remember going to 28. And I remember like being extreme. The way you guys feel right now is the way I felt. And then when they end up going back and rerunning it, I could care less. Um, that's why I'm not angry now. That's why I'm like, just gotta watch it play out. But now that it's a TKO Endeavor brand, it's no longer a McMahon brand. This is a, this is just a cash grab. So now the thing I thought wasn't gonna be a thing, then putting their hands on because of what because they they've been hands off with UFC. And literally, they can't think about this. They buy for two billion dollars or five billion dollars, whatever they bought for. When you're into the billions, I'm sorry, I lost count, right? When I thought about it, I was like, yo, like, they already had sellouts galore. Where I live right now, the house show sold out. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, cool. You came into a cash grab. You're Then you fired everybody. Wrestlers, employees, more employees than wrestlers, and this was a clear cash grab. I just didn't, see, I did, I just didn't see it coming. I thought maybe if they would have hit the cold streak, but WWE's been on a hot streak for two years. They've been selling le- legitimate sellouts the last two years. So I'm like, yo, like, hmm, this has me actually wondering, what does the future hold for us as fans? Can we expect more bullshit like this? Can we expect more? Well, because injuries are going to happen. Tony Khan was just hit with a string of injuries at the end of last year, which changed a ton of shit, right? Now it's WWE's turn. And this is not the first WrestleMania where they've been hit with an injury bug. If we're being honest, WrestleMania 32 was hit with more injuries than this one. This one, you still have Kevin Owens with a broken foot. He's still wrestling, though. And what you can honestly do is keep him out of the ring until WrestleMania, and that can heal. Right, Punk hurt. Rollins hurt. You can keep these people out of the ring, but and these are significant injuries. Make no doubt about it. But WrestleMania 32 felt like a football team that made it to the Super Bowl, beat all its adversity, and legitimately just limped to the finish line. And they couldn't get. They just couldn't win the last match. Because it was too many injuries. It was insurmountable at that point. That's what WrestleMania 32... This is not the same. It's injuries. It's a, it's significant injuries. It really is. But this ain't the same thing. They have a loaded roster. You know, and you got Randy Orton back. You have LA Knight. You have some megastars that are not injured. And so... I don't know. I guess that's the last thing I want to leave you guys with. It's that last thought of them actually taking this cash grab. Now, I have to eat my words. Now, it's look here. 
they will looks like they are going to be more hands on with this product than they are with UFC. Anyways, that's it, guys.